0: So, we all know that. Do they still have uh, these big bookstores, or have they shut down yet? So you, I think one of the chains left Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble's left. What's going on? <laughs> things coming, those quickly. people. So there's, I remember, yeah, the, those those kind of uh, book places. They have millions of different books. Mm-hmm. So many different things. So, in this day and age, it's so hard, how can you, how can you get which books should you read, which are are going to be the, will do you you the most good? So you can go through, it it may take, it could take hundreds of years, right? Everybody's got a story about this and that, and uh, self-help and this, and the absolute truth. So. We can see that some books you should look at. Well, oh yeah, this this looks like it's interesting. Some books you should you could maybe let's say even taste. You take a little harder look at it. And some books are so important that maybe you should even chew on them a little bit. And then some books, wow, they're so great. They're so important to your life that maybe you should even swallow them. And by swallowing them, you can get actually some strength from them. So, Srimad Bhagavatam is this book. And for people to finally come to the conclusion of getting Srimad Bhagavatam, what a long, arduous process, huh? So the devotees, they make it easy by <clears throat> going out and trying to distribute these books. These books are so powerful that even simply by touching them, you can actually make some spiritual progress. Agyata Sukriti without even knowing it, even if you give a donation. So, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam uh, is uh, a book that it's for all time. Just like they have they have books that are current. You know, this is the current happening. But you know, if you haven't read Srimad Bhagavatam, this is a new book to you. This is, this is something that just came out. So, Srimad Bhagavatam is something that you can read over and over and over again and get more and more understanding from it. Uh, That's how deep this book is. Some books you read it and you read it once and you want to put it away and uh, that's about it. Uh, Just like now, it's springtime and uh, the trees are blossoming and uh, I know in our yard we have some uh, peach trees and some apple trees. And you know, every year this apple tree produces new apples. It's the same apples though, but it's new apple. Every year it's new. So Srimad Bhagavatam, when you read it, it's like that, kind of like that fruit tree or apple tree. You read it, but when you you read it again. And it's, it's new again, just like those new apples in that tree. <laughs> so every year is like that. So Srimad Bhagavatam has to be read over and over again. To renew, reju- rejuvenate ourselves, to renew ourselves. You see, it's not that the danger, of course, all the time is that, well, oh, I've read it. I don't really need to read it again. No. You'd have to read it over and over again. This is, this is how you get your strength. So, spiritual life is very, very unique because uh, everything that we do is living. Uh, Bhagavatam is, is a living book. Uh, I like to see what, when you read these lines, these are like <laughs> veins. This is a living book. The minds on this book are like veins. And uh, uh, as I said before when I was here, I think last time, does anybody remember what analogy I used? It's frozen thought. Remember remember that analogy, Kama? Frozen thought? My, my mind gets frozen a lot. I know that. But frozen thought, yeah. This knowledge in here is frozen thought. In other words, this is what Krishna and these different sages and these different uh, saints, this is what they spoke thousands of years ago. And by reading this, you're associating with them directly. So it's just like amber. (coughs) Uh, Everybody knows what amber is. It's a sap from the trees. And sometimes within that amber, you see a petrified insect. And you can look at, wow, look at that insect. That, that maybe was there for thousands of years. And you can see, wow, this is what some insects looked like thousands of years ago. It's well preserved. So this is petrified frozen knowledge, frozen thought. This is what Krishna spoke, this is what Vyasadeva spoke 5,000 years ago. And you know, by reading these books, it's, some, this is association, sometimes even better association. Because if you associate with me, maybe I have some knowledge, but I may get perturbed, I may get impatient. You, you may ask too many questions, or you don't like the way I talk, or something like that. But these books are very patient. You can pick them up anytime and get their association, anytime you want. And they don't, uh, what's the word, they don't judge you. (laughs) You see, you you can pick it up anytime, anywhere, get their association anytime without any problem. They don't judge you, they don't get on your case. (laughs) So, what easy, what best, The one of the best associations there is, is writing these books. You can associate with Srila Prabhupada. Because uh, we all know, just like that sign, what's that sign say over there? Like, I got no, what's it say? There? No, the other one. This one? Yeah. He reasons ill who tells that Vaishnava is dying when thou art. Living still in sound, the life shall be in and live, and while, living, like, like, uh, and, and while living, try to spread the holy name around. So, Prabhupada is with us. Yeah, sometimes uh, there's always a, you know, is Prabhupada with us actually? He is. He's actually with us. Uh, through these books, of course, we know through that sound vibration. So we are, in one fact, in one sense, you might say, we're ruled by the dead. We're ruled by the dead, isn't it? Bhakti-siddhanta, uh, Sri Ramayasadi, all the people that are in here supposedly have passed on. Of course, we know they're not really dead, of course, but they passed on so we're ruled by the dead but at the same time we still get their light just like uh, there are some stars when you look in the sky they, and you look at them and you see the light coming but that star actually is not existing anymore that star uh, some, that's what they scientists say anyway right? they say, they say this star blew up 10,000 years ago but the light is still shining. The distance is so far that it's still shining on, even though that's, you're looking and you're seeing that star, but it's not even there anymore, <laughs> not it? That's amazing, isn't it? So, Prabhupada is not with us physically, but his light, his knowledge is still uh, coming down to us. So, Is there everybody following me so far? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so quiet in here. I'm (laughs) making a noise, right? So let's read the uh, word-for-word translation. Bhagavan Tam, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Personality of Godhead. Parikramya Parikramya. Parikramya. After after circumambulating. Rani after, after offering obeisances, Anumanya. Anumanya, after learning, after learning. Cha. Cha, and Prati Jalhu, returned. returned. Ramuditaha, extremely delighted. Shamsantaha. glorifying. Vaishnavim of the Vaishnavas. sriyam opulence. Translation. The sages circumambulated the Supreme Lord, offered their obeisances, and returned, and extremely delighted at learning of the divine opulences of the Vaishnava. It is still a respectable practice to circumambulate the Lord in Hindu temples, especially in Vaishnava temples. There is an arrangement for people to offer their respects to the deity and circumambulate the temple at least three times. <coughs> Often, uh, do they have a process here where you can circumambulate? I guess there is. Yeah. You have to go to the kitchen. You have to dodge a few things. but <laughs> So you can... How many different ways you can serve the Lord? You see, you circumambulate the Lord, circumambulate the uh, uh Tulsi Devi, you make advancement, shravanam Kirtanam, Vishnu Shradhanam etc. etc. like that. So, what, praying, you can pray with your eyes, with you know, eyes closed meditating or eyes uplifted. You can pray with your hands. It's also a form of prayer like this. You can pray with your knees. In fact, you know what? This is an amazing thing. If you, if you, uh, you can see further when you get down on your knees. This is the amazing thing about spiritual life. Sometimes you want to climb the mountains to see further. But our process is if you want to see further, you get on your knees then you can actually see further spiritually. Because Krishna gives you that grace. Uh, they say when you're born, you come out head first. Right? And when you die, what's the how do they take you out? Feet first. <laughs> That's the process in America, right? You're born head first. You get out of this world feet first. But how do you go back to the spiritual world? You have to go hard first with your heart. So uh, this it's about devotion. This is uh, this is our whole process about uh, uh, how you can bring. So we do all these things, we dance and everything, to try to bring our hearts into it. So uh, uh, almost any, we the food we eat, you can make spiritual advancement. But it's being, being able to see God in, in, in all these different ways. That's that, that, that's the trick. That, that All these things they're doing is only really for one thing. To, hey, come on, just try to love me. Just try to really become devoted. Try to get some real affection. So we pretend, we dance, we do anything we can to get our... Uh, this torpid mind of ours to change. Because to, to change, for our, for us to change our lives is very difficult. You see, uh, usually a, a lot of times we don't change unless there's a necessity, isn't it? A lot of times we don't do anything unless we need to do it. Because a lot of times we don't want to do certain, but if there's a necessity, sometimes we get into a comfortable situation, and it's hard to get out of that comfortable situation, because it's working for you, it's comfortable, you're comfortable. So my job, what's my job? To make you uncomfortable. If you're comfortable, I want to make you uncomfortable. And if you're uncomfortable, I want to make you comfortable. Does that make any sense? Yeah. You see, to to get you moving at you all. Know? Sometimes we become comfortable as as devotees, and uh, we don't, uh, we become lackadaisical, I guess you could say, that's the word, lackadaisical. So we have to push ourselves. Uh, The natural tendency for humans is to always want to go higher. As soon as you attain a certain platform, you want to, you want to get a little higher, just like how, if you want to become a better artist, you have to keep improving all the time, isn't it? You have to keep improving. You have to keep pushing yourself. So, spiritual life, we always in spiritual life, we always want to be in new heights. We never, you never, in your own mind, think that now I've, I've reached it. Now I'm a Paramahamsa. <laughs> if anybody feels that way then what they're doing is they're stopping themselves. Just like you go out in nature and you see as long as things are green, that means they're growing. But as soon as they stop being green and growing, then what's the next st- stage? You start... Going down, yeah. You start moving. You start going around. So you always, you always have to keep pushing yourself. You never, that's a, just like one, one, one woman. Uh, she saw Michelangelo uh, making one of these masterpieces. And she said, oh, how wonderful it is to be able to do something like this. And he looked at her and he said, because all the work that it takes to get this kind of, sculpturing done and the sacrifices you have to make, you wouldn't think it was so wonderful. You see? You, if you want to become the best at something, if you want to be uh, improve more and more, you have to constantly constantly push yourself. So that's why this Krishna consciousness is its a, it's a path of, it's a push button. What's it called? Push, pushpamarga. You have to push yourself. You have to get nourished. And you have to keep trying to improve yourself. You see, there's no, there's no point where you've reached it. Once you've so-called reached it, then the next uh, situation is that you're... Just, just like maya. Yeah, yeah, if, if you're not a totally in Krishna consciousness, Day in maya. It, 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 it's just like day and night. something's got something's got to give. So this is why always uh, there has to be a, a kind of intensity. What does Rupa Goswami say? Uh, six items that are favorable for devotional service. What are those six items? Accept um, things favorable for service. Accepting what? Accept everything favorable for devotional service. Is that? We're well talking about the. Side. Side. It's it's side. Side. It's yeah, he's got it there. Yeah. Enthusiasm, patience, confidence. Uh, accepting favorable association, rejecting unfavorable association. And what what's the other one? One more. Following true. the footsteps. Yes, following in the footsteps of the previous acharyas. One. Being enthusiastic. You have to be enthusiastic. You can't do anything in life without enthusiasm. If you don't have it, fake it. Fake it. You see? Because without enthusiasm, that's the things that pushes you. That's the impulse. It's just like I can get a uh, 50-ton locomotive in here. And it looks very awesome. But it's not going anywhere unless it has some steam. If it doesn't have steam, who's going to budge that locomotive? Nobody. You have to have enthusiasm. That's a must. Because that motivates you. It pushes you. It gets you going. One, enthusiasm. Two, endeavoring with confidence. So sometimes, yeah, we... Uh, it seems like we're hoping against something, you know, I can't. Sometimes we defeat ourselves. In fact, they say uh, the person, uh, who's most likely to be successful? So they made these different. So they, they try to figure out who's the, is it the person that's in high school and he's voted the class president and he has all straight A's and it looks like he's the person that's going to go somewhere? No, not necessarily. Is it the person with the most intelligence? Not necessarily. It's the person that never, never gives up in what he wants to do. And he has that uh, laser-type focus. And just by plodding along, just like that story of the tortoise and the hare, there's no competition, right? You would think there's no competition there. Yet the tortoise won. What's, what's the understanding of that story? The tortoise just never gave up. And the uh, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> rabbit obviously thought it was such easy pickings that he didn't even take it seriously. And that's how he lost. You see? So it's just by never stopping, by concentrating all our energy and focusing our, that's the whole secret. Krishna says that in the Bhagavad Gita. Those who are on this path are resolute in determination, and their aim is one. O oh, beloved child of the kurus, The intelligence of those who are <coughs> irresolute is many branched. You lose your potency by focusing on this and this and that. You splay yourself out. you splay yourself out. You, you, uh, you diminish your energy and the focus that you need to uh, To be able to uh, become uh, totally Krishna conscious, and that that uh, even this is true, uh, if you can add on to that. But even uh, even uh, Warren Buffett, who we all know is one of the richest men in 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 America, Uh, they got he got together with uh, who's that guy from Microsoft. Gates, yeah, they got and Gates was always fascinated with Warren Buffett, Buffett. And he asked him, What's your secret? He said, Focus. That's all he said, <laughs> focus. <laughs> so that, that, he just doggedly determined that's that was his goal. That's what he thought about. And uh, that's why there's even in, in the army, when I was in the army, one of the maxims is. You march divided, and you fight concentrated. If you want to break through the lines, you have to put all your strength on one certain point. If you want to become Krishna conscious, you have to focus. If you've got too many things going on, what happens? You, get, you just do a little bit of Krishna consciousness, maybe, and then a little bit of this and a little bit of that, you see. And to be patient. Sometimes uh, there's that saying, patience is bitter, but the fruit is sweet. maybe, maybe that's true. Uh, patience is, is, nature thrives on patience. It takes time, isn't it? You, 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 you want a mango right now? No, you've got to wait. Uh, the trees has got to grow, and then the little nuts come, and then gradually, gradually, and when the season, in the in season, and then you get the mango. Or anything else? You got a wound. It takes time. It needs. It heals naturally. You see. So you have to have patience. Uh, and we need. Uh, at least me. I'm kind of an impatient person. So you If you can control your patience, that no matter what it takes, no matter how long it takes, that kind of patience, that if you have patience. You can conquer the world. (laughs) Really, in one sense, if you just had to keep going to doing this, and have patience, gradually, gradually, you'll make advancement. Gradually, you'll be able to do it. Does anybody believe that? If you have contradiction, if you say, Byabhi, get off that secret. (laughs) We won't word what you're saying. Please let me know. I want to advance too. So if you have something better, tell me. Yeah, let me in on it. I, this is why devotees—they touch feet, they do anything, they take charnamrita, they'll do anything to make a little advancement. You see, I'm not advanced. i you know, I, I, probably the mercy of my brother, my not a great soul uh, that I even joined. That's, that's the story, you know. Uh, me and some of us, we were living in Denver, Colorado, and my uh, god wanted to come and visit us and from uh, Chicago. And we said, yeah, come on over. And uh, we thought we knew something, and we, we were older than him. And uh, when he came to visit us, we said, yeah, we got this book about eat everything, it's pretty far off. And, uh, we turned him on to it, and two weeks, two or three weeks later, he, he, uh, we just had a note. I've joined the couple. <laughs> 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 so we said, Wow, what's going on? We were, we were way ahead of this guy, you know, and he just passed us up, you know, he was in the fast lane. So, uh, and we weren't ready. We're, me and Scott, we were going to go to travel. We were going to go to do this. We were going to do that. Maybe later on. Mañana. You know that word, mañana. It's the busiest day of the week. Mañana. <laughs> 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 you know, yeah, everything. So we were taking our time like that, making excuses, whatever. It's like, I'm just going to do it. It, just, it was kind of like a shock. Because how could he do this to us? <laughs> you we were, were close, and he, he, and he didn't even tell us. He left us a letter unknown. So, so we just went uh, to I, visit. Actually, I didn't pay rent, so that I had to. Leave. Oh, <laughs> yeah. and now the truth comes out. He was behind on his rent. So anyway, uh, we came to visit him. And we saw he was already shaved up. We had long hair. And, we were, in one sense you might say it was good that me and Subhas were lost. And we didn't really have a goal in life. It's so important to have a goal and a purpose. Otherwise, the life becomes kind of meaningless, isn't it? You see a lot of people, they may have money or this or that, but uh, their life is kind of meaningless. Krishna consciousness gives you a meaning to your life. It's, that, that's so important, otherwise, Life becomes insipid. <laughs> you can look that word up. So uh, this is what, uh, so we, we, we didn't like that. my God made this to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't want him, you know, there's always that competition between powers. We don't want him to be more advanced than us <laughs> and in renunciation and in knowledge. Right? Now we have to take the back seat. So, of course, we had to join. <laughs> so, anyway, and then of course, and beat us again. He joined Damodar, Radha Damodar. Uh, I mean, the, the airport party where they were distributing big books, and I was handing out little magazines. <laughs> I just couldn't beat him. <laughs>
1: Next, next thing we heard he was
0: getting, some people were talking that he might take takes <laughs> 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 and here I was just you know just trying to be a brahmachari, <laughs> and he was already going to the platform becoming sannyasi so anyway I was good good competition so kept this going kept so there was that uh, competition so he almost became so uh, uh, he almost became uh, sanyas Savas. after two years they asked him back to become temple president then i said what the hell's happened to me <laughs> everybody's in temple president and the next gbc and i'm over here you know barely able to you know even uh, pass out a few magazines but that competition kept me going of course so anyway the truth is this truth we got a strength the can <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ask a question about this little was somebody has come recently that uh one of you guys is standing across the street from the temple no. in Denver, like spying on the for the you know, <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, Were there you which house were yeah. you standing at 1390? Yeah, I was across the street and I would just watch watch the devotees because I didn't want to get too close. Yeah. Well so 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 Vas told me he was so paranoid with the We we used to always from our work we had to go on 14th <clears throat> Street, which is, goes right beside and it just happened to be a stoplight right by the temple. And so Vas would always cringe down. He didn't, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want anybody to see it. <laughs> so krishna works in many different ways and you can't say god doesn't have a sense of humor i mean he made me he made us right he must have a sense of humor <laughs> so anyway to push ourselves to get that association and like i was saying the association of Srimad Bhagavatam, one of the best associations simply by reading these books this is why uh So remember to always, always renew yourself. <coughs> by yourself. I like to think this, this life is a microcosm. One day is a microcosm of your life. In the morning, you're born. And through the day, that's your life. And in the nighttime, you die. And then the next day, you're reborn again. It's a new, day, a new life again. You see, so every day, it's a microcosm of your entire life, one day at a time. So every day, you have to renew yourself. This is why I need to know the it, yeah. it doesn't say you the Bible time. It says always, constantly. So every day, and then you get strength. The morning, this is why the morning program is so important. It's a springboard for the rest of your day. So if you start the day out spiritually, your days and then end it spiritually, that pretty well covers. It's like a sandwich, right? So to have a morning program, it's not. A, it's not really an option. This is this is what this is scientific. The sages have made Mongol Arctic, rising before before even the sun. This is of utmost importance, and then chanting the rounds. When we say sixteen rounds, that's minimum, and that's Prabhupada's mercy. You go to different uh, camps of Krishna consciousness; they say, "Well, you you got to chant at least sixty-four rounds. You're supposed to chant sixty-four rounds a day." But Prabhupada is so merciful; he said only you only uh, just minimum sixteen. It doesn't mean that's all you should chant. As much as you can, but devotional service is diverse. You make advancement by doing the deity worship, by doing book distribution, etc. 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 Right? Does anybody have any questions? I noticed some people they say at the end of the class there's a great awakening. (laughs) Yes. In the verse, Prabhupada translates that the sages were extremely delighted at hearing of the divine opulence of the Vaishnavas. Why were they so excited about hearing their qualities? And what is it that they would, that would have excited them about a Vaishnava? Yeah, well, they had all the divine qualities. They had all the divine qualities. When they say opulence, it, that it doesn't mean they were interested in their material. You know, wow, what a nice house. Wow, what a nice car. <coughs> They had all the divine qualities, which is stated in Bhagavad Gita, some of the divine qualities. They had the, the effulgence. They were, they were emanating effulgence. Uh, simply by seeing them, you could make, uh, they could, you could make spiritual events. That's how powerful they are. This is why I'm a Nuvandava, right? So Prabhupada walked there. And I know Varsana Swami, he wants to make certain different temples there, and he's been there for, what, 40 40 or 50 years. He he has that vision, and when you hear him, then you become, yeah, that's true, Prabhupada was here. He walked Uh, in these different trails, he goes in these different areas. It's a sacred place now. (laughs) Just by uh, seeing, uh, by, by, can you imagine, by serving them, you make even more advancement. This is, It's just unbelievable. It's unbathomable to us. So why wouldn't they be delighted? Yeah, I, of course, I never read the previous verses to this. Uh, does anybody remember what were the different opulences that he was talking about? Does anybody remember? Yes. Yeah, the Lord... <clears throat> He came on the scene went after the sages <coughs> cursed vijay and, and then the Lord apologized to the sages for the behavior of vijay and, and he was glorifying them as devotees, and he was saying that the devotees are so dear to him that if one of his, if somehow one of his servants commits an offense to the devotee, the Lord feels like he has himself committed that offense. Mm-hmm. He's personally responsible. And then he goes on to glorify how the devotees are so dear to him and so important to him. And he's God. And he's saying all these wonderful things about the devotees. And, and the sages were like hearing this from the Lord because this was their conversion, <coughs> and they smelled the Tulsi coming from the Lotus of the Lord before they were So this is they became devotees, and then they heard the glories of being a devotee, from the Lord himself. And so they were just like completely blown away by that experience of having the Lord speak to them about the glory and the Vaishnavas and how important he considered the Vaishnavas to him himself. Uh, so even the Lord himself is saying how I'm important to the devotees. The devotees are in my heart and I'm in the heart of the devotees. That's what Krishna is. So, so Krishna uh, He holds the devotees. He becomes the servant of his devotees. So the unconquerable becomes conquered. Nobody can conquer God, but he becomes conquered by the love of his devotees. It's amazing. It's amazing. Anybody have anything else to add to that? Uh, Some domination. Please chastise me. I want to get your chastisement. What did I do? What did I do wrong? (laughs) Anybody? Yes. <laughs> I really like the analogy of the light coming from the previous teacher, of the China Yes. And I was also thinking maybe you can give some experience or stories that you've heard from us still with us. Not even though he's not in body, he's still actually uh, involved. He still sees what's going on in this God. Because we have a we have a lady who's helping us, and she had a dream us some service that. Yeah, <coughs> amazing. yeah I always thought that when Prabhupada lived in da- Radha Temple he lived there how many years did he live there about five about five years and he lived right beside the Rupa Goswami Samadhi and I was thinking how much knowledge was he giving and instructions was he personally getting from Agupa Goswami himself by being right there beside him. So uh, we can only imagine, you see. So I think one of the things that keeps our movement, the, the special thing about our movement is that we follow in the footsteps of the previous acharyas because we still hold true to Srinya Prabhupada, that's why we're getting some success. That's why we haven't fallen apart. You see? So that's really the secret. Even Prabhupada stated so many times, I'm simply getting uh, the mercy of my group. And that's how, and in his own humble way, uh, you see, what he did, he, uh, uh, now, how many temples are there now? Like, just externally. Somebody mentioned medicine. Somebody mentioned 600. I don't know if yeah, that was something. Like, yeah. yeah. Something some like 600 temples in such a short time. Millions of books. In India, they're feeding how many people? Uh, I think it's... How many people probably How many... Uh, in food... Uh, food yeah. Hundreds and thousands of school children are getting prasadam in India, and, it, and it, it's expanding. With the government, it's going to be millions. And, and we're not just talking about Hindu kids, but Muslims, all poor people. Uh, so this is unfathomable, and the reason is because. We hold true, we uh, we, uh, we still worship papa We still worship our This is where we're getting our As soon as that stops, uh, everything will fall apart. Bill Clinton was also feeding. Uh, What's that? Bill Clinton, the former president of America, he was in India and feeding good to hear. Okay. Who was? Bill Clinton even he was helping me with some Exactly. I hope he took some of the push. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much for putting up with me. This was a shock for me. I wasn't prepared and I just I just made up things. So don't take this class too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Shrimp Bangaton Key Jack. All right. Okay, right. thank you. We well, have become the <laughs>